You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 106. Today, we're talking about limiting beliefs and how we release them, part two. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you're brand new, welcome. It's nice to meet you. My name is Shanae. I'm a Reiki master and NLP coach trainer, and my obsession is helping you master the power of your energy so that you can transform into a self-confident and authentic leader who runs her business with ease. Today, we're diving into part two of limiting beliefs. So if you missed last week's episode, go ahead and listen to that first because it has a lot of context on why it's important to understand the subconscious beliefs that we have, how they impact our life, and all the different ways in which limiting decisions are born. So limiting beliefs, just as a little bit of a review, any limiting beliefs are at a point in time in the past, you made a decision to believe something, right? So there was a thought that came up, an experience that came up, and you decided to believe it. And then a belief forms when we take that thought and we think it over so many times that it becomes truth and it becomes like a foundational belief about ourselves. So all limiting beliefs, comparisons, doubts, negations, accidents, they all trace back to a point in time where you decided to believe that. So any limiting belief that you have about yourself can be traced back to a point in time preceding that belief. There was a decision made of when you decided to believe that. So as a coach, as a practitioner, when you are coaching your clients, when you hear any of the types of decisions that we talked about last week, that is your cue to dig a little bit deeper and ask, when did you decide that? When did you decide you weren't good enough? When did you decide that you couldn't make the money that you wanted? When did you decide that it had to be X, Y, Z? So those are what limiting decisions are. So now let's dive into how do we release them? So we release them through a technique called time techniques, which you become certified in when you get certified through Intuitive Blueprint Institute. And time stands for time integration for maximum empowerment. And it's a set of techniques that were born out of the field of NLP. So NLP is the way that NLP was formed is through the basis of modeling. So We use time techniques to eliminate specific problems that are rooted in the past or the future, to release negative emotions, to undo limiting decisions, which are the root cause of all limiting beliefs and other problems. And we can also use it to program for future of success. So I I love, I love, love time techniques. It's really powerful because it allows you to release things at root cause without having to associate to it. So without having to relive that memory and being in the memory, you learn how to guide your clients to release without them associating to it, which is important, especially because if it is something that can trigger a lot of trauma or PTSD, it's important to be trauma-informed. And so time techniques is a way for us to work with past memories without the client It's called an ab reaction when they like get into the memory. We are avoiding that. We're not trying to get them back into the memory. And there's a whole set of things that I teach you on how we can get the client out of the memory. So anyhow, what – so how do we do it? Okay, so time techniques and timeline therapy – 
brief little history was it, it, it was born through NLP. So NLP techniques were born through modeling, modeling patterns of excellence. And, you know, it all kind of started with William James back in 1890. He wrote a theory that the unconscious mind stores memories in a linear timeline. And he wrote that in principles of psychology. And then over the years, different people began to study that material and adopt it and figure out new techniques for it, which is like, that's how NLP is formed, which is like so fascinating to me. And it wasn't until 1998, Dr two doctors. We've got Bob Bodenhammer and L. Michael Hall. They released a book called Adventures with Timelines, which redefined the field by expanding on the original concepts of timeline therapy and then introduced scripts and strategies for using timelines in therapy. So it's important to note that the unconscious mind stores all memories in a linear timeline. And by having them on a timeline, what we can do is we can then travel the timeline either into the past or into the future. So the language of the subconscious mind is picture sounds and feelings. So a lot of the times when we are doing coaching with our clients and we're kind of talking through a limiting belief or like talking through a past experience, your client isn't going to get that subconscious release or that subconscious learning because you're not utilizing pictures, sounds, and feelings. It's like, mm, yeah, because you're not utilizing that language. You're just talking about it or using words. So in order to access a belief at a subconscious level, we need to access it through pictures, sounds, or feelings. So visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. So now the way that we do this is we do something called traveling the timeline. So this was founded by, it's borrows upon the field of gestalt therapy. So a gestalt is a timeline. So we actually have gestalts for every single emotion, which then means we also have gestalts for any kind of limiting belief or decision. So one thing to know, especially if you're an Intuitive Blueprint Institute student, remember that we always want to release negative emotions first before we dive into releasing limiting decisions and limiting beliefs. Because if there is a negative emotion associated with the limiting belief, then it's going to be really hard for your client to get the learning. So if they are, you know, there and you ask them, is there any negative emotion down there? And they're like, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of like anger and resentment you're going to want to flip over to releasing negative emotions script and release that negative emotion first so that they can be at cause and find the learning for that limiting belief, the limiting decision so that they can release it, take the learnings from it and continue to move on. So the primary, one of the primary directives of the subconscious mind is protection and preservation of the body. So a lot of times what happens is that we hold on to a limiting belief because we believe that by believing that about ourselves, we are protecting ourselves from something. So if I believe that I'm not artistic, then I'm going to protect myself from ever being rejected for my art. Like if I draw something bad, no one can ever say, oh, like you're a terrible artist because I never draw, draw, I will never draw in the first place because the belief that I can't draw prohibits me from drawing. Does that make sense? So now, but the, the downside of that then is that now I'm limiting myself in my creation of 
expression and creativity because I don't even allow myself to draw because of that limiting decision. So the way that you help your clients release limiting decisions is by first finding the root cause. So how do we do that? Remember from last week, you ask, when did you decide that? (laughs) So you find that point in time in which they have made the decision. And here's where I'm going to go a little bit vague because I want to teach you the exact way of how to do it, but without having all the context, it wouldn't be safe for me to like give you this information and have you like go run with it. So I'm going to like be vague about this, but here's what we do. We have the client associate to their timeline. And this is important because this is them accessing a visual representation of their life. We then have them flow above their timeline. So they're what like one of the things that you say is like, okay, so just get in touch with your timeline and then float above it so that you're above the moment of now and above all the memories on the timeline and turn around to face your past, face that past. Before you do this, you're going to want to do a little adventure on the timeline so that they know what the timeline is. We're going to figure out where their past is, where their future is. So for example, if I were to ask you, in relation to your body, like where would the future be? If If you were to be like, oh, I'm doing this tomorrow, like where would you naturally point of where tomorrow is? For me, it's the front. And then if you think about like in front of me, if you think about something that happened in the past, where does that thought or memory come from? For me, it's behind me. For some people, it might be right to left. For some people, it might be diagonal. Some people, it might be forward backwards. There is no wrong way to have a timeline as long as there is the past in one direction and the future in the other. So we instruct our client to get in touch with that timeline, to float above it, and to flow all the way back to the point in time where they made the decision that they were not good enough, right? So we found that root cause. It was when I was eight years old and in the garage with my father and he said this to me and that's when I decided I'm not good enough. So now we have them flow above that memory and we want them to look down on it. And this is really important because in order for us to guide our clients to get the learnings from the event of like why we decided to believe that in the first place, We've got to be in an objective point of view. If you're inside the memory and feeling all the negative emotions, it's going to be really hard for you to be at cause and to learn from that event. So now when we get our client to be above, looking down at the event, we then ask them, what does, just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from this event, the learning of which will allow you to let go of that decision easily and effortlessly. We say, Your unconscious mind can preserve these learnings so that if it needs them in the future, they'll be there to protect you, to help you make good choices, and to serve you. When you've got the learnings now, please let me know. We instruct our clients to say out loud what they learned from that event. And sometimes it takes a minute. It takes a minute for the learnings to come through, especially if your client is still at effect and not at cause. And sometimes they're not at root cause. And it's like, actually, there was an earlier event that is coming up for me. And so then you go to that earlier event. The beauty of this technique is that not only do you help your client be at cost, but then you help your client get the learnings. And once you have these learnings, you then are able to release that limiting belief. And the first time I ever did this, did I do a limiting decision? 
I'm trying to remember what my limiting decision was. It was the not good enough. And I think my memory was when, oh, it's, I don't matter. And my memory was when I was probably like four or five and my now with this recent, just becoming closer with my biological mom, learning that I had grown up in Okinawa and then I had been basically taken away from my family and taken to the United States with my father. And he was dating someone. And I remember we went to San Francisco and he like wanted me to take a picture with my now stepmom in front of the bridge. And I was just like, no, I was like really adamant. And I was like, I am not doing this. Like, I do not want to take a picture with her. I like flung her arm off me. And I remember he got so angry with me and then put me back in the car. And then I remember, do you guys remember like the, those like shade things that you would unfold and put on the windshield so that it would like block the sun. I remember opening that and just blocking myself so that he couldn't see me and just getting yelled at and saying like, you're going to love her and you're going to respect her and you're going to take pictures with her when I tell you to. And I was only like five years old, six years old, probably because my brother hadn't been born yet. And he's seven years younger than me. And the fact that I have this intense memory of feeling like I don't matter and like he chose her over me in that moment and how it stuck with me for all these years, it's like, you know, it's like that is a deep, deep, deep limiting belief of I don't matter. In that moment, my father chose her and didn't listen to me and didn't respect like me and my feelings. So being above that memory and looking down on it, And I had released negative emotions before that. So I wasn't feeling any anger or sadness. Being there above the memory and looking down on it and then saying like, what does your unconscious mind need to learn? The learnings that I got from that were profound because, you know, before that I was like walking around with this chip on my shoulder of, you know, whatever. But the learnings I got were, what were some of the learnings I got? I can't remember. Oh, off the top of my head, it's like you do matter and other people's actions don't define your self-worth. They don't, they don't define you and they don't, you don't need that to validate you. Your feelings matter and you are allowed to express your feelings and like good job for expressing your feelings. Some of the learnings I got were, what else was there? I think that was like the majority of it, but being able to then have those learnings of that incident allowed me to release that belief of like, I don't matter because in that moment I felt that, but now with all the hindsight and experience I have, like being able to take the learnings from it just made one put me at cause and allowed me to also like forgive that situation, you know? So that's, what's going to happen for you, for your clients. When you find the learnings from, from these events that have happened And because that event, you decided that you didn't matter. You decided that you weren't good enough or unlovable. And to be able to walk away with that with like peace and forgiveness, like it's everything. So once your client finds the learnings, says them out loud, a couple key things is we do want the learnings to be positive, future oriented and about yourself. And so you may have to coach on the spot and help your clients reframe if they say something like, nobody understands me. That's, you know, not a positive reframe. So we guide them to reframe that of, I understand myself the best, 
right? That's a much more positive reframe that we can take into the future and help us in these moments of like, if I don't feel like I matter to be able to lean back on my learning versus lean back on that limiting belief of I don't matter and get myself back into that self-limiting, self-sabotage belief cycle. Make sense? Okay. So once we've got the learnings, we're then able to guide the client to do something called the temporal reframe, which we guide them to actually be before the event. And again, I'm going to say this, but you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. But then when you come to the training or you sign up for the online certification, you'd be like, yeah, this makes so much sense. But we're going to guide them to be like before the event and looking down at the event and ask them if that limiting decision is still there. So before the decision was ever made to look into the future and see like, is that, is it there or is it just gone now? And because you got the learnings and because you're before it, it actually makes it disappear. It's quantum physics, which is mind blowing to me. So there's three reasons why time techniques works. One is psychological because it's reframes, reframing the event that happened and taking from it a positive experience for yourself that's going to a positive experience for yourself that's going to then help you in the future with a positive belief about yourself rather than that limiting one. It also works because it's metaphysical and spiritual. If you guys know about A Course in Miracles, there's only one true emotion, and that's the one of love. So any negative emotions are simply illusions derived from fear. So by switching the perspective, it allows negative emotions to disappear. And the last reason is quantum physics. It's so fascinating to me. So when we put our client before the event, what we're doing is – it's going to sound – if you're a science person, you're going to be like, this is – so fascinating. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, it's okay. I didn't know either. But when we put them before the timeline, what we're doing is we're creating non-mirror image reverse of how that decision or emotion was held in the here and now. So because we're putting them before it, it creates an anti-decision, which then cancels it out, leaving them free of the decision. Isn't that fascinating? I just absolutely geek out over this. Like it's so cool. So that's how time techniques works. And it is such a beautiful technique. I love it because it directly accesses the subconscious mind and releases beliefs in the subconscious mind. Since we're accessing the emotions, the feelings, the visual, the sound, getting all of those like sensory involved, but doing it from a place of where we're not reliving the trauma and having to relive that expression and instead getting the learnings being at cause and then releasing. (sighs) So beautiful. So that's how you do it. I know it sounds like a lot of steps, but when you sign up for the certification, the script word for word is in your manual. And when I do this with my clients, I still read it word for word. I just go down the whole script. The reason why I use the script and I I tell everyone to use the script is because there's hypnotic language that is embedded into the script that also helps your clients. And so, and it keeps you like on a nice flow, but that's how you release it using time techniques. Again, there's the point of this episode was to help you see you know, where limiting beliefs are formed, how they're formed, how we can release them, like that there is this way. Because when I did this, I was like, oh my God, all these years I've been journaling my heart out (laughs) and wondering like, 
why do I still not feel good enough? And it's like, oh, because I was just accessing it on a conscious level, not on a subconscious level. And I didn't know that something like this was available and how life-changing it was for me and for my clients and just the amount of, man, you know, if I had known this like many years ago and I was doing more of the post-competition stuff, I feel like I could have helped more people. And so I want you to know that these tools exist and I'm here to teach them to you. So you can either come and get certified in person or online and not to say But what you don't get from this episode is you don't get the step-by-step-by-step of how to do it. I just give you kind of a vague overview, like a high-level overview. And inside our certification training, you will learn the step-by-step approach, what to say, when to say it, how to say it. And, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? We go dive deeper into that. So just want to set your expectations. If you're like, what? I don't have enough information to do it. That that was not the point. We've got to be ethical about it. I can't just have you go do this to people without having the training. So that is it for limiting beliefs. I hope that this inspired you, especially if you are a coach and you have been perhaps feeling stuck with your clients. Perhaps you are feeling like, okay, I'm getting someplace, but there's like more that I know that I can do with them that I'm not quite getting. NLP might just be your answer. Like it was my answer. So let me know if you have any questions. All links can be found down in the show notes and that's it for this week. I'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.